Welcome to Bloodbath, a true crime podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Wait, Ash, did you just say true crime? I did. So if I'm easily creeped out or offended by missing persons, kidnap, torture, body dismemberment, then this probably isn't the podcast for me? Excuse me, (laughs) ma'am. My Uber's here. Gotta go. Oh, look. Ash Kell's in the backseat. Let's go, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, can you come pick me up? I'm scared. I'm scared. Well, consider that your blanket trigger warning. You're about to listen to a true crime podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It's time for the show. we're back so out of space every time every time i swear it's been a while it has been a while i'm glad we're back to doing this though i missed it what's up um today we're gonna get a little close to home oh no wait which home home? i've had a lot of homes (laughs) i meant close to home for for me currently okay yeah uh there's this little case called the bakersfield three oh okay Mm mm-hmm so we're gonna talk about that uh, there's really not close. a ton of backstory on this case, so bear with me. Okay. But it's kind of still an open investigation at this point, so sorry that you you get what you get. I'm starting to... I used to really hate unsolved cases. I mean, I still technically hate unsolved cases because we want them solved. However, those are the ones that need the most podcast coverage. Like, let's be honest here, you know? So, I'm all about it. Let's do some more unsolved. All right, let's get into it then. Uh, so, March 23rd, 2018, we have 30-year-old Micah Holsenbake, who was reported missing. His mother said that she filed the report because his friends started calling her, asking if she had seen him recently. And I mean, he's 34 years old, and his friends are calling his mom, like, do you know where he is? That's alarming. That's Little red alarming. flag going up. Exactly. So, what did the police do? They gave her the usual, he's an adult, he's probably gone on Mm -hmm. a bender, or he's ran away, he'll be back, he's not missing. Which, usually it is that cause, but also, do the bare minimum of your job, and just try a little harder. Just, just at least, just put the report in. Just like a little. So we've got Micah, who's missing. Next up out of these three would be James Coolstad who was found, shot, and killed on April 8th, 2018. So just a few weeks after Micah went missing, this guy's found shot in his car. Okay. With no explanation why. Yeah. So we have Diane Byrne, who is his mother, who's actually found in his mom's car, his mom's car in Southwest Bakersfield. So Diane Byrne okay. was said that James was helping Micah move just a few weeks prior to the disappearance and then a few weeks prior to the shooting. So... Two moms, so they know each their other. sons know each other, and yeah. so they're starting to put things together. They're like, wait, your son's missing, my son's dead. What the F? Yeah. So a couple of weeks later, there's the final missing person of the Bakersfield trio, 20-year-old Bailey Despot. She's reported missing by her family, and she was also friends with James Coolstad and Micah Holsenbake. All three of them are friends. One is dead, two are missing. If so, that's not enough to get an investigation going, what would be? Right? And, and it's just, it's the eeriest of circumstances. Like, Micah was moving, asked help, 
asked for help from James. Mm-hmm. And then all three of them in a matter of weeks. Just, like, I think it's like an eight-week span. Three people are gone. That were all friends. Very strange. So, Bailey, her social media had gone cold. And that's how her mom noticed it at first. She was like, wait, she's not posting normally. And then she's trying to call her. She's like, yeah, where's my daughter? Don't know where she is. So missing person flyers were being posted all over town with Bailey's face. So Cheryl Holson Bake, Micah's mom, reached out to Jane Parent, who is Bailey's mom. And she's like, hey, Mm -hmm. Micah and Bailey were friends. Maybe this case is related. So then all three of the mothers are now talking and hanging out. And they formed the group known as the Bakersfield Three. They're detecting. They are detecting. <laughs> they are the, the detectives. <laughs> so for months, they're pleading with authorities for answers. They went to Facebook and all the social medias trying to get any sort of answer on their missing kids. Mind mm-hmm. you, they're not kids, but they're their children, you know? They are somebody's... You are somebody's child. Exactly. Doesn't matter how old you get. That is their fucking babies. That's their babies. Exactly. So this is what uh, their mothers had to say about their missing kids. Uh, Micah was very gregarious. He talked a lot and told a lot of corny jokes, said Cheryl Holsenbeek. James was six foot five and seemed like he was 10 feet tall. He had a personality that was just unbelievable, said Diane Byrne. Hmm. Yeah. Bailey has the best laugh and she liked to be silly, said her mom. So Cheryl said that her son loved karaoke and jokingly said he wasn't very good at it. She also added that they recently had a family gathering that he would have enjoyed and would have been at. And that's why they're like, no, if he went on some bender or ran off, he would have yeah. at least showed up to this family event. There's no way that he's not missing. Or like not talking to anyone as well as just like not seen from, from what it's hearing like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's going to talk to somebody, a friend. Yeah, for a weeks, parent, like, you need, there's a at least member. one person. Yes. Exactly. So she said Michael would have been all over it. He would have been calling us and asking us, like, you're not here yet? Why aren't you here for that party? So she just knew. Um, Byrne said Kolstad was the father of two girls. He was an entrepreneur. He was holding um, a patent on a product for the action sports industry. But she, um, she says she will always remember his love for everyone. So these are just all mm. the quotes that they had about them. When yeah. you see his Facebook, one of his last posts, besides to his girlfriend, it was, brother, I have your back. He was your friend. And when you were his friend, he would give you the shirt off his back. Mm. So these are all good people. Um, parents said that her daughter loved animals and enjoyed taking care of them. And that Bailey was on the Future Farmers of America at Frontier High School when she was in high school. And then she graduated. And yeah. that she was kind and silly. So their mothers are obviously heartbroken. And they have every right to be. But nothing happened for months. Just nothing. They were doing flyers all over town, Facebook posts, trying to find out what happened to their kids. And that's until August of 2018. A few people were swimming at Hart Park, and they found an arm in the water. Oh, no. Authorities were able to confirm in December, so like months later, that the arm belonged to Micah Holsenbake. So this missing person case moms are is just now a like, homicide. Yeah. yeah and like, the moms are just like, hello. Told you so. We told you. Yeah. Um, other parts of his body were found scattered throughout town. His skull was found in a bag that was slightly buried. Oh. Yeah. So, like, what the hell happened? You know, what is... This is such a strange story. So they looked into the phone records of Micah, finally. 
and they were able to find out he was at Matthew Queen's house. So Matthew Queen became suspect numero uno. Of course, as he should be. He was also the ex-boyfriend of Bailey Despot. Weird. Weird. So they brought him in, and his story was that, you know, he had made a joke about Micah's sex life, and then so Micah pointed a gun at him in his home. Yeah, no. And then when uh, Bailey came into the room, Micah pointed the gun at her, so then Matthew tackled him to the ground. Okay. And then there was such a hero. Right? Yeah, exactly. So a struggle ensued. The gun was knocked out of Micah's hands, Matthew said. He also said that Bailey went to go find a gun and asked her her to hand him a zip tie so that he could, like, tie him up. So Matthew tied one of Micah's hands with it, and they struggled. And he said that's when it happened. He said that Bailey then dropped a 40-pound dumbbell on Micah's head. And No. He said she didn't really mean to, but she did it. How do you not mean to pick up a 40-pound dumbbell? I can have all the intentions in the world to pick up a 40-pound dumbbell, and I'm, firstly, I'm not going to do it. It's too heavy. You don't just be like, oops, I picked up this 40-pound piece of metal drop. Right. And that also zero sense, little Matthew. Calm down. She was tiny. Yeah. Bailey was a tiny little thing. Or is. I don't know. And not to say that she's not strong by any means. But it sounds like Matthew's taking care of this group of friends and then trying to pin it on... It sounds like Daniel. Yes. The theater kid. Yes, it does. Who killed and then is... Yep. Yes. I see what he's doing. Very much so. So, Matthew said, My biggest fear is that my four-year-old is going to walk through the door and see a dead man in my garage. That's your biggest fear? I mean, that, that is it a looked good like fear. A gallon, right? <laughs> Maybe just don't kill fear? people. Yeah. So I don't, that's, that's a weird fear to have, but okay. He said it looked like a gallon of red paint had spilled everywhere. All I wanted to do was just fix it, make it go away. I want this over. So Matthew and Bailey quickly devised a plan to get rid of Micah. This is all from his testimony, okay? No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they wrapped him in plastic, and then Matthew asked his friend uh, Tyler Vandecastile, to use his garage, and that's where they decided to chop up his body. Micah's body. To dispose of him. Right. Bailey wanted to dump his body parts in the ocean or a lake, and then Van de Castile was unaware of what was happening in his garage whatsoever. He was like, oh, you guys need to use my garage? Sure, whatever. Do whatever you need. So Not even, like, fishy. hanging out? Right? Yeah. No. So Micah's complete body has not been found. Only pieces oh. of him. So, pretty bad. Um, Matthew did not call the police because his then-girlfriend had dropped the weight and he had already had previous record of gun charges, like, where he had threatened people. As in Bailey, right? As in Bailey dropped the weight? Yes. So, he was saying Bailey dropped the weight and that he didn't want to call the police because he had a previous record. He didn't want to call the police because he just murdered this dude and he wouldn't be able to have the story straight yet. And he didn't want to go to jail. Yeah. You know what keeps you from going to jail? Not murdering people. Weird. And the guy, <laughs> Tyler Van de Castile, the guy's garage that they use. Yeah. He entered a plea deal to testify against Matthew Queen. Good. So I'm not sure he's, I think he was just like trying to get out of it. Like he's. Kind of. The friend? 
The I mean, garage he's, guy? Yeah, he's a friend and didn't know what was mm. going on in there, supposedly, and then testified against him to get out, out of... Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the Kern County District Attorney Investigator Darren Wonderly testified previously that the last outgoing call or text from Micah's phone was at 12.38 p.m. on March 22, 2018. Um, cell phone records on March 23, 2018 show that Matthew was moving from his home to Tyler's home. So that, that all checks out. He went from his house to Tyler's house. Okay. Then uh, Deputy District Attorney Eric Smith presented text messages to the jury between Matthew, Tyler, and Bailey from around that time when they said that Matthew and Bailey tortured and killed Micah. So oh it was between God. March 20th and March 27th, so like a week. I just... I, but now Bailey's missing too? Yes, so we get into that in a little bit. Yes. Okay. So on March 24th, in the middle of that week, between the 20th and 27th, Matthew said to Bailey via text, sorry about last night. The job took longer than expected. You know how I like to do things the right way, never cutting any corners. What? That sounds a little bit like this has been done before. This is damning. And the reason I am questioning Tyler Vandekastiel, because in his cell phone records, he searched... How long does it take to dissolve a human body on March 27th? Oh, no. Does he host a true crime podcast by chance? <laughs> no. I've definitely <laughs> looked that up before. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, I've looked, I looked it up when I was watching Breaking Bad, but. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, maybe not. Maybe That's not a good enough excuse, Jamie. <laughs> sorry. They, they were trying to dissolve a body and it wasn't working. And then it just, you know what? Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. It's obviously not looking good for Matthew or Tyler, but, you know. Yeah. Since he got a plea point. deal, whatever. <laughs> so Matthew Queen had a pretty bad track record at this point. Megan Farmer, who was a former friend of Bailey's, testified against him, saying he had drove her, drove Megan, to an orchard and threatened to kill her in January of 2018 because he thought that Bailey had been unfaithful to him and demanded that Megan tell him the truth. So Megan and Bailey are friends, and he's like, I think she's cheating on me, gets Megan, drives her out to an orchard all crazy, like, and then brandishes her with a gun, like, you better tell me if she's cheating on me. Like, man, Yikes. go talk to your woman's. Don't, don't get her friend involved. Also, if you're crazy, just don't be in a relationship. Like, if you yeah. can't trust someone, even if they're being faithful. You need therapy. Don't be in a relationship. Yeah, just stop. So... Caleb Seiler, who's another friend or former friend of Matthew Queen, he testified that Matthew had pointed a gun at him, forcing him into a truck and threatening him. So he had assault, been charged with assault before because of this guy. Left and right. But he testifies, I never threatened Caleb, nor did I point a gun at him. I'm an angel. Blah, of blah, course blah. he's not going to admit to it. Why would he? You know, I don't know. So... Matthew Queen has been acquitted of first-degree murder and instead convicted of the lesser charge of second-degree murder in the death of the Bakersfields Three, because of Micah, Micah Holsenbeck. Oh my God, uh -huh. Micah Holsenbeck. So they found Matthew Queen not guilty of torture and kidnapping. Okay. Okay. And the entire audience, like in the courtroom, audibly gasped when they came to that conclusion. Rightfully so. 
Exactly. I don't, and so it was a mixed verdict that included not guilty on multiple assault charges, and Matthew Queen was convicted on most of the firearm-related offenses. There were 35 charges filed against him. 35 charges filed against him, and there were three days of deliberation before they returned with this verdict that was outlandish as all get out. I don't agree with that at all. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Previously... Matthew Queen and Michael Holsenbeck had made AR-15s, like rifles, from the components that they bought online, and they believe that Matthew Queen thought that Micah was responsible when a handgun had gone missing from his home. This is, like, the, the rumor that they think that okay. why he's mad at Micah. That he but, stole his gun? Yes, instead of okay. making a joke about his sexuality. That was the that was Matthew's story is that he made a joke and that Micah didn't yeah. like it and attacked him. But his friends are like talking about how they think it's this. Yeah, because but they why were. Why would he be stealing his gun? I don't know. I mean, like they were in business together fabricating AR-15 rifles, which don't do that. Terrifying. <laughs> don't, don't freaking do that. <laughs> and he thinks he stole one of his guns, so that was worth torturing and murdering and dismembering him. I mean, I did. So I follow this girl on TikTok. I'll have to find her at. But she's a lawyer. And she says, like, the three things that she would tell anybody not to do with their best friend. And one of them was own a business. Yes. I so- you sent that to me. <laughs> I, was- I did. Whoopsie. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm on his side. I'm just saying. <laughs> they say. It makes sense. Not a good idea. Please don't murder me. I'm so not sorry. going to. Jesus Christ. I feel Christ. like you are. One of these days. Oh fine. my God. So Do not make those one stars real. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can take it from nobody's, not from you. <laughs> All right, valid point. You're not going to kill me. I get it. You couldn't. <laughs> Thank you. I'm too nice. It is always the closest ones to you, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all recorded. So basically, we have Matthew Play the court. and Bailey. They brought Mike to the garage of Tyler Vandecastiel. They tortured and questioned him, and then they killed him and cut him up. But during the testimony, Matthew Queen said, Bailey Despot killed Micah. Like, that was his final thing. Was It wasn't me. Bailey did it. And Bailey is still missing. She has not been found. Her body's not been found. We don't know if she's alive or dead or ran away. So this is, I mean, that's why I said it's still open. Like, they're putting it on Matthew as a yeah. second degree. And I think they I had mean, to do that, to that because they don't have till. Bailey. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to have to be that way until Bailey's found alive or dead. I don't think she has anything to do with it. I'm just hoping. I'm, I'm hoping. You know? But she doesn't have anything to actually do with the crime that she's just a victim. And then, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I, that would be nice if... I guess. Not really. It's not really. It can't be nice. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I was like, it's it's a double edged sword in this situation. But his story, it just sounds like he's using Bailey as a person to take this crime when he did it. And he more than likely did her in as well. Yeah. And it just makes way more sense. There's no word on what happened to James Coolstad, the guy who was shot in his mom's car. They think it was, like, gang-related or something and said it was unrelated to these three. I mean, it could have been in Bakersfield, but... But he was friends with them. All three of them were friends. They were all together helping Micah move. 
So it could just be collateral damage. It could be. Maybe he saw something or heard something or whatever. Because mm-hmm. that was a whole week that they had him tortured and killed. And then a few weeks later, James gets shot. And then a few weeks later, Bailey goes missing. It seems like a Ugh. domino effect of like one after the other. But it seems like one person is at fault for this, if not two. Yeah. Tyler looking at you. If Yeah. And it, it could even include Tyler, Bailey, and Matthew. But That's what I'm saying. Tyler and Matthew. Yeah could be all of them who knows i that's that's my issue with this case is that they they pinned it all on matthew which sure that that could be it but we don't have bailey's body and we don't have answer for james's death yeah we know how micah died but we don't know how james just shot in his mom's car and and, and he Super had his suspicious. like wallet on him still so like it doesn't i wonder if their moms are allowed to talk about this we should see if we can reach out to them Oh, I'm sure they could. And I'm sure the Facebook's still up and whatnot. So, I mean, just... Well, if it's an ongoing trial, though, it's finicky. But we could see if we can reach out to them. Without having any word on where Bailey is. I think they're they're settled on Matthew taking the second degree. Plus all the 35 assault charges. If they want more, though, like, I'm more than happy to have them on. And get this some more exposure. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, where the hell is Bailey? That's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, this has been going on. Damn. So that's the story of the Bakersfield Three. Very good. More of those. Let's get some more word out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to Courtney, my instructor, for telling me to do this one. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Hated it, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Thanks. I hate it. Do you have any good goods for me this week? Uh, yes. I picked up a new hobby. A Ooh. new medium, if you will. Needle punching slash like tufting, making coasters, and it's literally so fun. Brandon was like, I'm really actually happy that you found this hobby now because winter's coming <laughs> here in Minnesota. <laughs> oh my god. And you're gonna be inside all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's gonna be cold. That's great. Very cold. I've even been looking at slippers. I think I've owned like one pair of slippers in my entire life. <laughs> You've always been, like, a sandals kind of That's what I'm saying. Like, even when we first got here, we got here April 1st, and I was still wearing my Doc's sandals with socks. And they were just looking at me like I'm nuts. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You're out here wilding. (laughs) Wilding in your sandals and socks. What's your good good? Mm, My good good. So, the reason I went to New York a few weeks ago. Oh, oh. You remember? Do you remember when I did that? Yeah. It was uh, so that I could drive back across the country with my boyfriend, who's moved Aww. in with me. <laughs> yeah. Gay. Super. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my long distance boyfriend decided to not do long distance anymore. Got a job out here and moved in with me. And there you go. I can't believe he got you. I... He had to fight women and men, they, thems, everyone to get you. How dare you? (laughs) How dare you end up with a man? I did it. You know, he's a princess, though, so it kind of works out. (laughs) Aww. Yeah. I'm always waiting on him. Is he British? He's British. British. Yeah. A British man. So if you ever hear football, (laughs) it's the fake football. It's soccer. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, if I start using some weird terms, it's probably because my boyfriend's British. Anyway, I just like good, to mimic him. <laughs> I just like to parrot back everything he says. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. Good thing he doesn't get annoyed Yay! with that. <laughs> I told him, I was like, you can't get annoyed with me. I'm here for life. <laughs> I was here first. You have to deal with me. <laughs> have to. Mm-hmm. That's been your problems with all of your boyfriends that they don't realize that it's a, what's it called? A, a partnership here. Mm. They're they're getting like half another girlfriend because you're stuck with me too, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> like my friends. As is my partners, husband. Right? Yeah. Brayden had to deal with that. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you guys so Love much it. for listening. Yeah. And, uh. We'll catch you next time. Be sure to keep up with us on all of our social medias and make sure you rate, review, subscribe, send us your emails of any, we want to hear your good goods, any scary stories, ghost stories, any near-death experiences. I don't even give it, whatever. Send us an Ooh, email about, you know, experience. the best cupcake you've ever eaten. I don't give a shit. Just oh, sprinkles tell cupcakes. me about it. Tell me about it, man. I had this strawberry Stop lemonade cupcake. cupcake the other day that was so freaking good. Anyway. Strawberry. Thank you guys so <gasps> much for listening. out. <laughs> We'll catch you next time, but wait. There's more. Bye 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 b